0: You're about to be mad There's no sound effects Nah Even
1: worse than that That whole thing Was just muted So
2: Nobody heard,
1: uh, <laughs> nobody heard. <laughs> nobody heard. We haven't had Technical difficulties In the cool like Six months I think we were due So for we've it. been
2: on For like ten minutes And no one's heard anything
1: No we were on for Four minutes And fifty seconds And nobody heard any it.
2: So what was I doing With Avant So we, we were An Avant song And no one heard it
1: Ah, uh, I'm gonna you No What You know what?
2: I don't know who came out with the song Four Minutes, but I just attribute it to a lot. I'm probably
1: wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, man. Once again, third intro this show. This is Touchdowns and Tangents, live from the Good News radio station. Shout out to the x Squad affiliate. Shout out to FBC Radio. I'm P.D. Camarillo. I'm
2: Kenneth Frank-James Berry. Hi, Mom.
1: And this is Touchdowns and Tangents, your weekly spot for NFL takes, topical tangents, and context- For the culture.
2: Culturally concise content.
1: Did I leave anything out?
2: Yeah, we podcast like a journalist.
1: I hate that one. But we got a bunch of NFL free agency content coming up for you, in case you didn't know, because this is the third time of me saying it, and even though you probably didn't hear it the first two, I'm already annoyed of saying it.
2: With his monotone voice.
1: That struck a chord.
2: Yeah, don't swear. So technically... I guess we're good. So no dropping F bomb. We can't
1: go another week without dropping F bomb because it was muted last time. So you can't say enough yeah, episode We're starting a swear jars this week. Next week.
2: No, there are witnesses in this room. Uh if you swear you owe
1: No, nah, you can't doctor. do swear jars with uh, I O U. That's just corny. You're
2: not putting a we're not doing swear then jars. Then we're just doing lay-aways. a pity piggy
1: bank. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just
2: Venmo we the money at that point. That's
1: we might point. have to just do it for push ups.
0: <laughs> 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 that voice from the great <laughs> beyond. I mean, that, that was that was pettiness personified right there. All right,
1: man. So without further ado, NFL free agency. Who won? Who lost? Who's left? And why does it matter? Without the see, doesn't it sound a lot better when I say, Why doesn't it effing matter? It does, you know, it does. You didn't You're looking have to at say me,
2: effing. you didn't have to curse. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't, so don't.
1: All right, anyways, Kenny, who's your winner and who's your loser? Because you already told me off air and it was trash, and I wish you didn't tell me off air because I wanted to have a better reaction.
2: I didn't say anything off air. Um, <laughs> I would say there are multiple winners. Corn Bowl. Starting with the Cleveland Browns. That's the most obvious. Then I would say the San Francisco 49ers. And then the loser would be the. Pittsburgh.
1: Do tell. Tell why these are your winners. Who did they sign? Now, I'm
2: going to get to the losers. The losers are clearly the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm going to get to that. Um, And the New York Giants. Total losers. Epic loot, like losery to the highest level of losery. So when it comes to the uh, the Niners, and uh, it's rough for me to say this because I hate that franchise and it makes me nauseous even talking about the Forty ers But uh, they traded for D. Ford and only gave up like a second round pick, and paid him like a five year, eighty seven and a half million dollar contract. It wasn't all guaranteed. But still, that's insane to get a dude in his prime and they have the second pick in the draft. Like, they have D. Ford, Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead, um, DeForest Buckner, and Armstead, honestly, is kind of a bust. But still, like, you have a guy like DeForest Buckner who had, like, I think 12 and a half sacks this year. That's crazy, and then you throw in D Ford. I don't know what hybrid defense they're running this year, but uh, the Niners are going to be a problem. I think. Didn't they get Jason Verrett, too? Yeah, they
1: did. Actually, just get Jason Verrett today for the Chargers, which,
2: which is good. If he, I completely, I I
1: completely disagree with you, and here is why. I I didn't get to my
2: second. I didn't get to the second winner.
1: All right, here you go.
2: So the second winner. The most obvious, the Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry was talking about getting Odell to the Browns, like when he first got here, like a, like a year ago. So you factor in the fact that they got they got Odell, gave up Jabril Preppers, which honestly he probably wasn't going to be their starter anyway, because Kindred was like right on his heels, the other safety. Um, you know you give up a third and a fifth, okay, and you're no you no not a third and a fifth, you give up your first round pick, and I think a third a first and a third to get arguably first of, and the
1: third, first yeah. and the fifteenth,
2: yeah whatever, uh, so you give up that for a surefire receiver in his prime who already has a paid contract who they're probably gonna just prorate his years and like. Make sure that he gets more of his money up front in the first three years. And the last two years are probably, like, optional. That's genius because Antonio Brown did that. Antonio Brown's really the biggest winner here. But I'm talking about teams, not individuals. So, yeah. The fact that they – and then the Browns could still get Eric Berry because the Chiefs cut him. The Browns could get Eric Berry, start him at strong safety – Walk out there with Olivier Vernon at defensive end next to, uh, you know, a freak of nature and former first overall pick, Miles Garrett. You got Sheldon Richardson at three technique. Uh, you got, I forget who the other D tackle is, but I think he came out of Charlotte or something. But he'll be the nose tackle. Yeah, you cut Jamie Collins, but he was a freelancer. So, really, you can find a better linebacker in the draft. You got Schobert. You hope that uh, Christian Kirksey comes back from his concussions. You already got Denzel Ward, who's a lockdown corner. All you really need is another corner. And try to sign Eric Berry and draft some decent tackles. They traded Kevin Zeitler to the Giants to get Odell. And Baker Mayfield set the rookie passing record for touchdowns as a rookie. And he's going to a second year with Odell Beckham, uh, David Njoku, Jarvis Landry, Rashad Hollywood-Higgins, and Antonio Calloway. Oh, and did I mention um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? That's pretty horrifying.
1: Okay, can I talk now?
2: The the Browns are on paper the best team in the AFC North by a lot.
1: Can can I talk now? Yes, you may. (laughs) Thanks, boss. No problem. So, first of all, I, I agree with what you said about the Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns are definitely a winner in this free agent. Also, even outside of Odell Beckham Jr., but getting Olivier Bernier, Ver, Vernon, um, getting him as a pass rusher, um, really, as much as we love Jabril Peppers. And as much as we wanted him to succeed, I think it it made sense for him to get moved. You know, I think he needed a fresh start. But I really like what Cleveland did. I don't like – I disagree with you on the 49ers. I don't like what they did at all outside of Tevin Coleman, who I really desperately wanted to go to the Raiders. I forgot about Tevin Coleman. He can actually start as a receiver and a running back. But, I mean, he's – A better version of Jarek McKinnon, so that's kind of redundant to me.
2: And Brida. They have like four running backs.
1: Who do the same exact thing.
2: And are kind of really good.
1: But, yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, I think it's an L because I don't think Quan Alexander is going to pay off on that $14 million contract.
2: Oh, yeah, because he led the league in missed tackles?
1: Yeah, I think they said – all the, lineba- all the linebackers, all the linebackers, all the linebackers in the NFL. Only like two of them had 50 missed tackles. He had 78, and he had 78. So he by far led the group in terms of tackle missed tackles.
2: If you're gonna fail, you kind of want to fail the best.
1: And D Ford, I mean D Ford, he had a breakout year, and even a couple years ago, he had a good year when he kind of broke the on as attacks. a starter over over Tomba Ali. But let's not hide the fact that he's been surrounded by pretty good players. in Chris Jones and Justin Houston? Yeah. And are even about Ali before that. Are you
2: also going to – Are you and just he's sour also, on Auburn pass rushers? That,
1: and he's also still a liability against the run. So even though the 49ers actually have guys who can stop the run on defense, like Art Amstead, who that's literally all he can do, despite being a top 10 pick. But I digress. Point is, Eric I don't... Armstead
2: was always going to be a bust. We knew it.
1: We did. We we really wanted to believe in his athleticism, though. But, yeah, I mean, I... I Tyson I, Jackson. Something like that. Something along those lines. So, for me, I think the 49ers, they just spent a lot of money for no damn reason. Jason Verrett, I mean, I I get it. Take a chance on a a corner who was a Pro Bowl corner, but dudes literally played in, I think, like one game in three seasons. Like, he literally hasn't played since 2015, which was his last Pro Bowl year. And honestly, he doesn't really even fit their scheme. I mean, between Richard Sherman, Akelo Witherspoon, they like bigger corners, so that's why adding him didn't really make sense. And they re-signed Jimmy Ward, which we all know is, he's a bust. Not just because he doesn't have an actual position in the league, but because he's constantly hurt. Too small to play safety. Too big to play corner. The tragic story of most of the 49ers draft picks at DB. Ouch. But yeah, I, I I I just I just don't like it. And then, I mean, I get what you're saying in terms of like, yeah, they also have the draft. But are we even sure Jimmy G is going to be any good?
2: Well, I think Kyle Shanahan's proven time and again what he wants his offense to look like. I mean, Matt Ryan proved that in the Super Bowl. Outside of choking horrendously, it's a play-action offense that, like Greg Kittle is their best receiver, straight up. They can run the ball, and the receivers who do get the ball can make some plays. Marquis Goodwin can make some plays. He's a legit deep threat. And all they got to do is really go out and draft some receivers now. Think uh, about it.
1: Okay, I, so you didn't let me talk until you finished yours, but you can talk during my segment. Because you, I just a, want to check. I just want to check. Is that how it works? You asked me a question. Is that
2: how it, I it. You asked me a question and I answered it. Let <laughs> the record state: don't don't poke the bear. And I won't. We'll come save up, this for. I will come out My we'll save this for
1: fan court. Fan court. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, my other winner is Green Bay Packers. I mean, they got two of the five best pass rushers available between Preston Smith and Zaydarius Smith. And actually, it's funny to me that Zadarius Smith got paid more because Preston Smith is actually
2: a better player. Not league. just a
1: better player, but more durable. Like, he's never missed a game. He's been starting for three straight seasons and basically playing every game of his whole entire had career. had 10
2: sacks, but, you know.
1: I get it, but at the same time, I mean, I get it. I, I And a lot of people have been saying that about him, especially because he's played across from – um, ryan kerrigan that he should have more sex but he does so much around the football that i feel like he's gonna be good there um i think another winner as much as a i hate to say it because i feel like they played the boomer bus play the baltimore ravens they got they got mark ingram
2: and Earl Thomas,
1: and Earl Thomas, who are two veterans, they're twenty nine years old. They, let Eric they both World have War. miles, but they both have a ton of they both have a ton of of high experience. big game experience. And I feel like they're hungry, and bringing them into a team like the Ravens in a division that's kind of floundering. I see what they're doing, and I like it because they were in the playoffs last year. Now they have a young quarterback. They need some more leadership. And so they went out and got it. They took except
2: a, they signed a third string blocking tight end.
1: That's true.
2: And gave him like twenty million guarantees. That's like, true. That's what I'm saying. Dumb so, dumb I, shit. I,
1: so yeah. I mean, they're kind of playing the boomer bust. I just really believe in. I believe in Earl Thomas. I believe in Martin Ingram. You know, Ingram has low mileage on him because he's basically split carries his entire career. I
2: think he's the all time leading rusher in Saints history.
1: He's only had like one. Two thousand yard rushing seasons,
2: but he's had like high number rushing. And his best season was actually
1: like the year before they got Alvin Kamara. He had like eighteen hundred yards from scrimmage and like ten touchdowns or something.
2: But he had like nine hundred, like sixty six rushing yards.
1: No, that was the year. That was like the year before. One year he he did have like a thousand over a thousand. Yeah, he had like twelve
2: hundred. All I'm saying is, when we break it down. They solidified their secondary with Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Tony Jefferson, uh, Marlon Humphrey, and Jimmy Smith. And they re-signed their nickel corner, uh, the cat out of Temple, Tavon Young. And they have Tyus Bowser. They have Tim Williams. They have pass rushers, and they have a young core. They lost T.J. Mosley, but I honestly said I said it and I called it that T.J. Mosley was the perfect. New York Jets middle linebacker, he was literally like, uh, what's his face? David Harris two point oh.
1: We'll get to that later, but, but yeah, I feel like, where do you see the Jets? Do they fall on the winner or loser? Or are they no? The Jets because, totally won because they they spent a lot of money on C J Mosley on the defense, and they spent a lot of money on Le'Veon Bell, and they got hosed by Anthony Barr, who committed to them, and then they, went back to Minnesota. They, but they should probably get a. He actually would have been perfect there. Had, yeah, that might actually be a career move he regrets the rest of his life.
2: Nah, because... I
1: mean, he could have been a 3-4 end with Leonard Williams.
2: 3-4 outside linebacker.
1: Yeah, 3-4 outside linebacker with Leonard Williams playing and beside him. And then they draft... Queen and C.J. Mosley cleaning up the run on the inside. And then they draft... All, literally, Williams all he would have had to do was rush the passer.
2: With 4-4 four, four speed and 6-5. But, I mean, Minnesota has a better team and a better defense. So, it's also that... Him, Eric Hendricks, let's say the Vikings draft Devin Bush. You have three linebackers who can run like a sub 4-5. And, like, you, like, look at their defense. If you actually get, and they finally cut Andrews and Dayhill. So you have Harrison Smith. They actually get a proper sa- a strong safety. Maybe Eric Berry goes to Minnesota. Who knows? And then you get, like, a Devin Bush, at outside linebacker. And the defensive line's already good. Minnesota's defense is right there again, and all you gotta do is fix the offense, which they're doing. They're fixing. The, they cut Mike Reimers and a couple other people. But when it comes to your question about the Jets, they got KO out of Oakland
1: at fifty million. Does,
2: doesn't matter. Stupid. They got. Do you know who was on their offensive line? I, see,
1: I get that. I see what I see. What it is, you know, you gamble. You give him Le'Veon all money, all this money. You got to give him someone to. Open some holes Sam for him.
2: Darnold needs a Le'Veon Bell. He's he would be his best friend.
1: He does need that for sure. He'd be he's Ronald Jones to the to Sam Darnold seventh, exponentially better.
2: Better, but he doesn't have four four speed. Mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers are probably going to use Ronald,
1: Ronald- Jones four 5 four five two at the he ran off. Night?
2: Four. <laughs> in a four. like about that. Uh, He's, the are, yeah, yeah, He's the Texas yeah. Tesla. He's the Texas Tesla. But let it be a Texas He's the fifth all time leading be, rusher in USC let history. Let it be a Texas Stop running back
1: it. It. who runs a four four at his pro day, but like ran them. a four five at his combine. Then you only point to the combine Chris numbers.
2: O- Chris Owen. But
1: a Chris USC Warren? running back, now you cite the pro day numbers. Oh, how convenient. Conflict of interest, Kenny of Troy. I think so, I, but let's move unlike on. Unlike all those rich white kids, I didn't get
2: falsely admitted into USC.
1: Ooh, but we'll get to that later. But I'd
2: definitely be a great fit in their school.
1: Man, another loser. I was gonna say, man, the D- Detroit Lions really just—they're
2: the John of the week.
1: They man. really tried to—they really tried to buy relevancy. They like it, to, it was really, really sad. They tried to
2: buy love from an escort. <sighs>
1: But yeah, between ninety million
2: dollar contract to
1: Trey Flowers, a dude dude, who's never had double digit sacks.
2: He had twenty one sacks for the Patriots and he was in Matt Patricia's defense. Oh, and he ran a four nine. Yeah, people say speed don't matter, but if a pit bull's chasing you down the street but I'd it gets worse. run a 4-2 than a 5-7. It
1: gets worse. Their cloud chasing of New England gets even worse. They signed washed up-ass Danny Amendola, which how does he keep getting contracts? Four and a half
2: million. His attorney. How does he keep getting contracts? His agent contract? is amazing. Shout out to his agent.
1: Shout out to his agent. his agent. Which, by the way, man, shout out to Kyle Long for that, because that was hilarious. Someone at PFF was like, yep. Kyle Long's the most overrated player in the league based off his salary. Thanks and to then, my agent. And then he basically quoted the tweet and said, shout out to my agent. Tagged his agent. <laughs> Man, those logs, <laughs> I fuck with them. Ah, shit. Really? Fuck. Damn it. Ah, that's four. What? That, oh, shit. Not shit. this again. Two weeks in a row? That's
2: me. That's no, it was definitely me. Oh, okay. I thought it was me. I was like, wait a minute. So, wow, it was you and you dropped an F-bomb.
1: <sighs> yeah, that was five bucks going to the Chinese fund. That's, that's
2: definitely five bucks.
1: And then to even That's make things worse, money. they signed Nickel Corner Justin Coleman, who's also a Patriot. Who? And then who? they who? even got Jesse James from the Steelers, and they gave him a bunch of money you mean the too. The dude from Pokemon? No, Jesse James, the wannabe Heath the Miller with the beard.
2: You mean the racist dude who dated Sandra Bullock from Blindside?
1: Is that who he is? I don't you know. You mean the
2: serial killer Jesse James? You mean Jesse James from Pokemon? Are you sure? Team Rocket fame?
1: The dude who had like one good season like two years ago before Vance McDonald came and took all his cheese. And
2: he kept dropping passes. Yo, by the way, what is the message? What is the chat room saying right now? Oh, because Panther Slander is coming.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What's good, X? What's up? What's up, KC? How you doing, man?
2: What's up, X Squad? Appreciate you. We love you. Don't worry. We'll get to the Falcons in a minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some other losers of the week. No, I'm 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 getting you. The Titans, Roger Saffle. I love Roger Saffle. I met him before. He's a cool (laughs) dude. One time Raider, almost a Raider, Raider for like a day. Whatever you want to call about it. He signed a mega deal with the Titans. And then you splurge that with the fact that they spent a bunch of money on Adam Humphreys after one good year where he didn't even surpass 1,000 yards. I think he had like 893 or something.
2: 718, I think, or some crazy number.
1: And they basically paid him to be their number one receiver.
2: Their number three receiver? He's an overpriced slot receiver?
0: Exactly. At least be
2: Drew Bennett. At least Drew Bennett put up a 1,000-yard season. The Titans just are always going to be trash. Sorry. I hate to break it to y'all. They're never breaking out of the AFC South. It's just not gonna happen.
1: Any other losers I forgot?
2: The Steelers. The I mean,
1: I think the Steelers are a loser, as you mentioned, losing A B and then even even the Chiefs, you know, cutting Houston, cutting Eric Berry. Even though they got um Honey Badger, Tyrone Mathew. I don't. Chag- I don't know if they're any better. Like, are, the are they?
2: Jags losers? Uh, is, they're no. We're gonna. We're they're gonna, no. We're gonna save that for the Todd Gurley. Segment. We're gonna
1: save that. I mean, Nick Foles for Blake Bortles. Um, I think it's a wash, personally. And then the
2: Chargers are the Chargers winners. They got Tyrod Taylor. Ch- I'm not
1: gonna say the Chargers are a winner yet because they haven't won anything. That, and they also – they lost a lot of free agents. They lost Verrett. They lost um, Williams. And then they have the other Williams at corner they have to re-sign, who's a restricted free agent. So he'll probably return. But they, they re-signed Perriman, signed Davis. Um, they still need a backup running back. They still have a couple holes There's
2: to Eckler. fill. Echo's
1: nice. They still have – I mean, who's going to fill – Mike Williams is ready to be a full-time number two receiver?
2: He's ready to be a number one receiver, if we're going to be honest.
1: Ooh, Mike he's Williams. coming for Keenan Allen? Hot take of the day.
2: He's already faster than Keenan Allen. And he had a bunch of big plays last year. I think he had over 10 touchdowns. He's ready. Mike Williams, I'm telling you, like, he was dom- he wasn't dominating Alabama in that title game for no reason. He wasn't doing it for no reason. Like, he was a dominant receiver. I don't think in any other offense, he'd been given the ball more.
1: But, yeah, the, they also got to address their defensive tackle position still. If Sue goes there, Sue would be great there for the Chargers. You know. They could get him. They but they still Brandon have Phil Mee- Line, who had, like, ten sacks in two years.
2: They re-signed uh, Brandon Meebane. You know, huh? The Chargers re-signed Don't hate on that, man. You know where should go? You know where Sue should go? Are you ready for this hot take? Go, the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Why? Because if Jahadi Ward can have success there than anybody can.
2: They got Mar- they resigned Marcus Hunt. You put Marcus Hunt actually in Jihadi Ward didn't? It wasn't Jihadi Ward. It was um Denico Autry. He had oh my six. bad. If you put Denico Autry on that D line. Marcus Hunt and then Indomakinsu anywhere on that D-line, now your linebackers won't be, like, you don't have to worry so much about your other linebackers and your safety positions. You won't have to reach for a defensive tackle in this draft for the Colts. I'll throw money at Indomakinsu, even if it's only for one or two years. The other Colts, you're trying to rebuild your defense. You already have an all-pro middle linebacker. Why not put an all-pro defensive tackle in front of him and let Sue actually go get the quarterback? And Marcus Hunt be I don't know a role player.
1: So one winner I didn't get to, which I forgot. Just going through it again, I actually like what the Cardinals did, like a lot between getting Terrell Suggs. Um,
2: it's official official that they got Terrell Suggs. I
1: thought it was.
2: Yeah, rumors. I mean, he's from Arizona.
1: They resigned. Um. No, they didn't re-sign Golden. They signed somebody else though too. I'm blanking on what else they did. Help me out.
2: It really wasn't all that important.
1: They signed a they signed the a Buccaneers, linebacker too.
2: I think the Buccaneers got Dayon Buchanan On a one year deal. Yeah, who cares? But he's back with Bruce Arians, so it should actually probably be really good.
1: Alright, man. Anything else? Like anything else you want to talk about in terms of free agency? I think Oh yeah, I know those girls.
2: ass. As? sinuses, bro. I'm I'm dying right now. I'm sweating. It's hot in here. It's ridiculous. Uh, Antonio Brown. Struck, oh oh struck wait wait. Low. That's
1: who the Cardinals got. They got Kevin White. I actually like that move, even though I know he's a complete total draft bust. Cardinals really got nothing to lose.
2: He's fast. He runs. He's fast. He runs a, four three. He, runs a
1: four three. He, he made a couple highlight catches last year. Give giving them something to give. Gave and, some people hope.
2: And it'll actually be in the offense where like receivers get the ball. Cl- uh, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, which has no proven success in the NFL. But hey. Some might feel like David David Johnson's gonna get hosed and gonna get traded. The
1: Giants are definitely a loser because they try to the Gentlemen they try to get golden showers as Ray. Shout out to FPC radio said, Between they, Marcus mm-hmm. Golden and Golden Tate.
2: I'm just gonna be the bigger man. And uh, the worst part is, man. David Kettleman is worst smoking part is some great uh, blow. What I don't know what drugs he's on with James Dolan, but I want some.
1: Wow that that yeah. Whatever, whatever
2: drugs he's doing, like whatever leverage he has on somebody, like. If he, if he's not like I know oh the, the Cardinals
1: had, also got Jordan Hicks that's who else they yeah, got too yeah he got like a four year he got like yeah he got stupid money but I think that's actually a good linebacker. pickup
2: he's good for them he's yeah he's linebacker.
1: actually and he actually won a Super Bowl so
2: I want to know what they're going to – yeah but he has injury issues so he might get hurt again I want to know what he they're played gonna in do twelve
1: games last year
2: I want to know what they're gonna do with Hassan Riddick Cause
1: you've I, been wanting to know that I think everyone wants to know that
2: Hassan Riddick is not a bust. He's been horribly. He's been horribly used and mismanaged. I think if you just give him a role, let him grow in it. Like I would take a sign Riddick, and I would try him out a defensive end. But anyway,
1: so let's back up for a second. So why don't you why don't you talk about the Packers
2: also got Adrian Amos? Yeah, I forgot Phil about that. Bear safety, and the Raiders passed on him. But uh, the Antonio Brown thing.
1: No, I was going to say before we get to that. Why don't you just kind of talk about oh, Kobe's free agency? <laughs> Nobody cares he about got Buffalo. Bu- no, he
2: burned Dallas. He's like, they're like, how hey, are you going to be disloyal to Dallas like that? He's like, he's like, how the hell are you going to Buffalo? He's like, we didn't win in Dallas either. And then someone's like, you're being so disrespectful. And then Des Bryant laughed at his retweet because they did win in Dallas. I.
1: I think Philly's a loser, too, honestly, between losing Michael Bennett, they Hicks. Got,
2: they traded Michael Bennett to the Patriots. Yeah, but still. 20, twenty twenty fifth round pick, and then they signed I don't think, Malik Jackson. As much as I like the Malik Jackson. The pride a high school that you coached at.
1: Yeah, outside of that, though. It's like high school, Pete. Outside of Birmingham. But outside of that, man. Champs. And losing Nick Foles, like,
0: mm,
2: Philadelphia. They traded to get Deshaun, back, Deshaun Jackson back.
1: Okay, cool.
2: No, they just real a real heartfelt picker. story, but outside got, of that, I mean. He should have really signed. Are they the Ra- going to get Shady McCoy back? He should have signed with the Raiders when he a chance. He should have never went to Tampa Bay. He should have definitely gone to the Raiders.
1: But, yeah, man, so why don't you tell people out there why free agency matters and why everyone's been talking about the same shit all week long.
2: Oh, do I need to give another history on Kurt Flood and the greatness that was Kurt Flood? Go for it. So, if you didn't know, Kurt Flood was an outfielder for the... Say those Cardinals years ago. I think it was like the 60s or 70s. Um, and he's the reason baseball got free agency because he fought arbitration. He was like, I should be allowed once my contract is up is to go to whoever I want to. And he was blackballed out of baseball for it. And he died broken poor, apparently. But I could go about that all day. But I'll save that for Moran at the end of the show. Uh, when it comes to free agency. And just in general with athletes, I mean, I'm not gonna make this sort of a race issue, but when it, it seems to only be you. The, huh? It seems to only be the black athletes where it's a problem because nobody says uh, a damn thing when Peyton Manning kept getting his money. It was never an issue, but when a black player wanted more money, oh, you're being a cancer to your team. But my biggest thing is, um, with receivers. People don't like seeing wide receivers get paid for some reason. And it's just kind of funny because they're the ones making catches and stressing the defense and putting their lives on the line every time they touch a ball. Are they really, though? Are you
1: you Kenny Benny? Are you Kenny Kenny. Berry, the dude who can – Barely walk because of the injuries you sustain playing on offensive line. Are you first really off, gonna I see? I can't here? walk.
2: I'm just tired and I was at work earlier.
1: Today. Okay, regardless, we're, we're not gonna, gonna get not into the logistics shift, of right? your waddle. <laughs> Besides the fact, first off, that was because I got a hit in seventh grade. <laughs> okay, and now I have to rock with me. All right, I get it. Okay, yeah, you're sensitive about your walk. I think all fat people are.
2: No, like, yeah, No one, fat, no, you have a like, No one, legitimate, no one like, wants to be injuries. the fat
1: dude with a limp. Like, trust me, like, that that's one of your biggest fears, being a fat dude, is having a limp. Says
2: the guy who walks like he has a narrow urethra. Calm down.
1: <laughs> okay, dude, whatever. Okay, Hank Hill. Whatever. I'm just trying to ask you a question. <laughs> so you... I felt like a bunch of insults so you, before
2: the question. Again,
1: again, you... The dude with all types of leg and knee injuries are going to sit here and tell me that wide receivers are the ones with their lives at risk every time they touch the ball. First of all, they don't even touch the ball on every single play. Second of all, regardless of if linemen touch the ball or even see the ball, they're literally making contact with somebody's head and possibly their knees. Okay, a
2: lot of these quarterbacks in the NFL are trash, right? We can agree on that, right? A lot of these quarterbacks in this are trash, yes or no?
1: Yeah, I can agree with that.
2: Okay, so if a lot of these, there, I think there are better, more, there are obviously way more better receivers, than there are better quarterbacks. Would you agree? Yes. Okay, so there are way more better and elite wide receivers in this league with shitty quarterback play. It's like being a great running back and a terrible offensive line. You do all the work just to get three and a half yards kind of like Le'Veon did in Pittsburgh for a while. So I'm saying, yeah, Antonio Brown had got a bunch of catches, a bunch of yards, a lot of touchdowns, led the league in touchdowns last year. And people were still giving him shit and he missed a game. And you look at who his quarterback was, and how Ben Ben Roethlisberger has never taken accountability for a damn thing. We're
1: gonna get to Antonio Brown. I mean, no, 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 no I'm, I'm. We're gonna get to circle. Antonio. I got, I got some stuff to go, say about Antonio I can go Brown.
2: To, I bet you do. But you want to say it to his face because he's an Oakland Raider. And yeah, well, he'll smack the shit. I out definitely of you. will. He will smack this shit out
1: of me. I definitely will. I will, I will. I will talk to Antonio Brown.
2: You Now nah, you went from, I him. I got some shit to say about Antonio Brown. I, will I, didn't, say Antonio Brown. I didn't say it was negative. I didn't say
1: it was negative. You assumed it was negative. I'm just you. assume assumed because you you're a troll.
2: The, I'm not a troll, first off. I'm All right, my, hurry my, up. A grown man. Your, what?
1: With your Russian bot accounts.
2: First off, I don't have Russian bot Yeah, accounts.
1: you're probably the one who brought up that J. Cole review like two years ago, five years after the fact.
2: Nah, you're the one who wrote the you, J. Cole story. You, you, you
1: are probably my Russian, my Russian bot trolls. Honestly,
2: nah, but when like you probably makes have some fake
1: b- burner Twitter accounts that you use just, anytime you get mad at me just to troll me.
2: Are you sure about that? Nah, yeah,
1: you probably got all my typos and news. typos just Named sitting it in it your archive in the drive.
2: That's why my laptop. I was like, oh shit, I get it. <laughs> 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 I got my laptop working, <laughs> but nah. In all seriousness. I look at guys like Terry Owens, Randy Moss, Isaac Bruce. Yes, I said Isaac Bruce. Torrey Holt. Uh Plaxico Burris. Uh Odell Beckham Jr. Jarvis Landry. Anybody who had to play with Ryan Tannehill or Matt Moore. Uh Braylon Edwards before he started tucking. Oh, and by the way, my number one, my number one receiver. Uh, I
1: don't even know what you're talking about because I actually talk about free agency in general. Talk about Somehow free you're talking agency about in general. Receivers and how they don't get paid enough. I'm getting. I'm bringing, as someone who's I'm, never caught a I'm ball a, in your life.
2: I've caught plenty of passes. First off, I have hands. I was just too slow to play tight end. All my like everyone knows that I'm all you Don't don't play with every them. lineman
1: thinks they can play tight. End. No, I've literally. Have you ever I've met a lineman people. who doesn't want to play tight end? Yes, that should be the poll question. They week. wanted to be, <laughs> and they were probably going
2: to go D one. But anyway, um, no, in all seriousness, I look at a guy like DeAndre Hopkins and all the receivers I just named. They can't even get paid what they're worth. Like, the league will blackball you just so they don't have to pay you. And then when you get paid, they say you're overrated. But then when you put up numbers year after year and your team's not winning, they blame you.
1: Who Who said it? Would you rather be... Underpaid. Overrated would or unemployed Would you rather
2: be underpaid Would you rather be underpaid or overrated No or somebody fixed? else said Would you rather no, be Jason overrated No said it On Soul Paul On my beautiful daughter Yeah Darn, Twisted yeah Mind. But since
1: then would Somebody you, else said Would you rather be better. overrated Or unemployed And it, I think it was Cole But I just didn't want to say Cole Because I do not want to hear you Talk shit about me saying Cole probably, But there He probably did.
2: did it on an album With no features yet again No I think he, he actually did it In a
1: feature On someone else's probably, album What
2: was it A 20 Months song Might have been But anyway uh, shout out to Jay Z, but any, but yeah. Bottom line is, you have cats who do their job to the T, and have to fight tooth and nail to get paid.
1: You're really just specifically talking about Antonio Brown, so why no, don't no, you just no, specifically no, 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 Who no, no, no. who else are you talking about? Because Odell Beckham got paid. Rushers. Odell Beckham got paid. He, he, didn't, got have to to he, got he didn't have to him. hold out. He got. He didn't have to hold out. He got. Did, paid. He got paid.
0: Kind of did have to hold out.
2: That's no, he really mean. did. He held out for a little bit. He held out.
1: He didn't miss training camp. He didn't miss a game. So is it really a holdout? Or is it just you not showing up to practice? Because you don't want to. It
2: was good negotiating and proper. I guess. But bottom line is, free agency. It's like, if you were a free agent, you were unemployed, and you were like, okay, I have these five job offers. And someone shits on you because you chose the offer with the most money. What would your response be back? Aside from, you can go f off on your mother's birthday in front of your
1: because. Father. Here's the thing about free agency that makes it kind of complicated. No, because money? to your point, to your point, it's like yeah, you do want to make the you do you want to put yourself in it's a, a situation to where you can make money, but you also want to pick the opportunity that's going to make you money now as well as money in the future, as in put you in a put you in a position. To where you're going to excel. Put you in a defense or an offense where you're going to excel. Put you in a city where your family can thrive. Put you on a, around teammates who you want to be around. Yeah, money isn't everything because there's so much that goes into the game of football.
2: But in football, but, money is
0: everything. But,
1: yes, because there it's called the not-for-long league. And there's not guaranteed so, contracts. So, because the contracts aren't guaranteed, sometimes you do have to take that money back because as much as you want to play... As much as you want to play the career development game and, like, okay, where can I get on? Where can I make the biggest difference? Where do I see myself? At the same time, your next play is not guaranteed, so you got to get what you can now.
2: And Cole Beasley said it best. When somebody was trying to get at him on Twitter, um, they don't give jobs. He said in response to some dude trolling. They don't give jobs to undrafted free agents. I earned my paycheck.
1: And it's true. It's really true. It's like,
2: bro, you and I can't go out and do what these NFL guys do. So you're telling me I have a skill set, and I don't care what field it's in. I have a skill set. I'm the best at what I do, or I'm great at what I do. And all of a sudden, now I hit the free market, and I have the power to negotiate, and it's a problem. And now the media and the NFL-sponsored media and everybody else wants to play a bunch of narratives, and now I'm selfish. No one says coaches are selfish when they take these fat-ass contracts and fail.
1: So my whole thing with free agency this year specifically is
2: – The salary cap went up, too, this year. That's why everybody's getting more contract- everybody, contracts. Everybody
1: – I think positions that were undervalued before like safety like safety like inside linebacker are definitely getting more money. I think even receivers you're seeing more receivers catch on early instead of at the back end of free agency. It's almost like the trends over the past three seasons where we kind of saw linebackers go towards the end of free agency and receivers go towards the end of the free agency we're kind of seeing that flipped on its head.
2: Oh by the oh by the way, oh, by the way um, uh, right tackle Juwan James for the Miami Dolphins signed a fat ass contract with the Denver Broncos. He wanted to actually go to De- he wanted to be traded to Denver last year.
1: The Broncos actually made good moves. Honestly, even getting Kareem Jackson, I thought that was a good move. On he can block. play
2: safety, so that's solid.
1: Yeah, especially losing Bradley Roby, they they needed another uh, versatile safety, a
2: slot corner guy.
1: But yeah, ultimately, man, free agency.
2: Nickel corners it, getting paid. Here's I mean.
1: here's the context behind the whole situation. Good players don't, great players don't usually make the free agency because they either get caught up in franchise tags and stuff like that. But those same players who get locked up under contract are also the ones that find themselves in bad situations and try to negotiate out them, i.e. Antonio Brown, i.e. Le'Veon Bell. So. That's why it's like all the team, all the power is with the teams. It's like, like you said,
2: David in his trash. By the way,
1: they cut players. They cut like Eric Berry got cut, dude. He like, beat cancer. He beat cancer twice. He's been a model citizen in Kansas City, a leader. And he only had a
2: seven and a half million dollar cap hit,
1: and they cut him. I can Just find like someone
2: that. on that roster who's getting overpaid and not delivering. So, and his name ain't Eric Berry. By the way, Eric Berry so, was a free safety coming out of college and was forced to play strong safety most of his career. That's why he only, ha- only has 14 career picks because he had to cover for the Chiefs' trash-ass pass defense all these years because they kept drafting corners and they failed.
1: So, yeah, ultimately that's why free agency is is kind of a big deal but also kind of not because ultimately any player you sign – the chances of them having a great impact and helping you get over the top are really not that high. But really if you can hit, if you can hit, it really can speed up your your process. It's it it's just really off-season. a rolling the dice.
2: It can change your whole offseason. and it really does because it look gives at you all the leverage for the NFL draft
1: because li- yeah because look at a team like the Oakland Raiders right they just built all this momentum by getting Antonio Brown. And then they went and parlayed it into signing, overpaying for Trent Brown and then overpaying for LaMarcus Joyner and then getting Tyrell Williams, another overpay. But the point is we now know more about their draft strategy because before this free agency, they were just a blank canvas. They were a team who had a quarterback, which we weren't even sure if he was the quarterback. Now we know he's the quarterback. He has to be with all the receivers they're giving him. And all the clout they're giving him by showing him with all them all the damn time. Yeah, man, I'm over the sappy stuff. Get the football. Sorry ass Raiders. And I'm a Raiders fan. But yeah, the point is, free agency, it really is a gamble, and that's what makes it fun. But that's also what makes it bad. And and that's kind of what's going on with the players too. Like you said, it's like, you know, do do I want to take this franchise tag and guarantee money? Or do I want to hold out for a long-term contract? And ultimately, even Le'Veon Bell, he held out, didn't want to play under the franchise tag, didn't want to get overused, didn't want to get hurt, didn't want to play for a team he didn't want to play for, didn't believe in. So he sat out the whole season, foregoed his whole $15 million guarantee money as the highest-paid running back on a back-to-back franchise tags.
2: He got... The third most guaranteed money. He got NFL the third issue. most guaranteed, money. tied with somebody, but thirty five million dollars. I think he has so, the same as Adrian Peterson.
1: But if you lump in this year that he basically went unpaid, he took a it, whole year off. Though it took it took him a whole it took it took a lot of money out of his pocket. And he could have had the fifteen million last year and then gotten this deal and. Okay, you were It realize, would have been solid. You realize and even now, not playing. Even now, he preserved his even now, Even now, he didn't get as much as Todd Gurley.
2: That don't matter. He got
1: he got David Johnson money, which. That's fine. Which David Johnson was coming off an ACL surgery.
2: That's fine. And got
1: that money, having but, played in a year and a half. But when he did and Le'Veon he Bell, no, he broke who was his great, thumb. Le'Veon Bell was great the last time we saw him.
2: Yeah. And didn't get paid. He should have got paid three years ago. But, yeah, uh, that's what but I'm saying. Ultimately, tried, ultimately
1: it. it's it's a gamble for the players. It's a gamble for the team. And that's what, what makes it both exciting and both stupid at the same time.
2: I look at it as get your money because these GMs and coaches don't care about you like that
1: yeah but that's tell, what I'm saying what is, would tell e- even to when the, you take no, 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 let me it down for you. because even when you take the money, it's not even guaranteed because you could get cut. you could suck the money's not guaranteed it, it's these big money. contracts these big contracts teams teams are signing as headlines. a lot of them are only like halfway really guaranteed only, they're only two or they're only contracts. guaranteed to two years three Jordan's years contract maybe was
2: what like one year
1: yeah no his his contract is two years
2: but it, oh, it's two years of guaranteed money.
1: Something like that. It, it just depends. It money? depends on how they can. Cons- it depends on how they structure. I don't know. I don't they have a have like
2: They have player options, but I'm saying not even
1: player options. They just have ways of front loading the contract to where they get like sixty percent of it in the first year or the first two years. Like Antonio Brown gets like thirty million this year, but then he only gets like ten million in the next couple of years. That's fine. Something stupid. I would like take that. that.
2: I would take that in a heartbeat. If I'm never good again, I still got my thirty million. It's like if you were going to the New York Times and they were going to pay you, you're going to take less money up front and we're like, no, I want money on the back end. And you got to negotiate it in court if something happens. No. Give me all my chips right now. That's not
1: a good comparison. Because, I know that's not a good comparison, but I'm saying... Because the difference is... Di- well, actually... Well, the difference is because the more... The New
2: York Times is hemorrhaging money and cutting no, people no, off? No, people no, no. No, actually,
1: that's not true at all. I'm joking. But, I'm joking. Yeah, because you don't know. But anyways... Uh,
2: okay. The point is... The yeah, New York Times is adding millions of journalism jobs. That's totally a thing that's happening.
1: Nobody's adding millions of jobs.
2: I'm obviously being sarcastic.
1: Anyways, the point is... The difference here, the difference between the NFL and, like, any regular career negotiations, we which know. you keep comparing it to, is in the career setting, as your experience goes up, your value goes up. In the NFL, it's almost the opposite. As your experience goes up, your pay pretty much goes down because you have, you're tainted. You have miles, your liability, and all that sort of stuff.
2: Okay, fine. I'll compare it to boxing.
1: I don't care. I'm over it. We already talked a lot about it. I'm ready to move on.
2: But I'm just saying, yeah, get your money. Get your money up front.
1: All right, man. Are there any other free agents you want to talk about who are still available, who might still be able to Zach help the team? Zach
2: Brown got cut by the Red, the Redskins. He's sorry. He's no, been he's not. sorry. Not nah, really.
0: He's he not wasn't that good, the bro. Ball,
2: but, but he's a good, like, he doesn't have to be your best linebacker, but he's competent for what he does. He makes a lot of tackles. He's fast. He's good in coverage. I'm good. If I needed a starting middle linebacker in a pinch, I'll take Zach Brown. If I got other players around me, yeah, I'll take Zach Brown. He shouldn't be, like, the best linebacker on your team, but I'll take Zach Brown.
1: Sue, who we already talked about. And he uh, four, four, five. Jared Cook is also still a free agent for uh, – Raiders tight end, he's probably not going to come back with the, the money Saints. they spent. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He did. He, he just a, he, he visited, visited it. the Saints. Um, who else?
2: Uh, did, did, did. Eric Ruddle signed with the Rams. How you feel about that? I don't care. He, really? You sure? He's already their best. He had safety. no
1: picks last year. That's and actually JJ was actually pretty good last year. He was quietly good last year Can we be honest Jimmy Johnson Or I think his name's Jimmy Johnson Nah What is it
2: Uh you're talking about the strong safety Jim Jackson No No it's wrong Uh what's to Wake Forest I think Number 43 for the Los Angeles Rams I, I'm spacing on his name Uh But yeah he was John assistant. Johnson, I'm sorry. Yeah, John Johnson was a good, strong safety, but Eric Weddle can do a lot for that defense. And I think he's the perfect piece for a guy like... Um, why am I forgetting his name? Their defensive coordinator. I'm trash today. Uh, you really are. I really am. Buddy... Not Buddy, um... Damn, I'm really forgetting. You know his name. The defensive coordinator. Wade Phillips. There we go. Wade Phillips has a guy with a high football. I just wanted
1: you to bleed out like my brain. You're an asshole. Because I have CT.
2: That's an aneurysm. That's the definition of an aneurysm. Bleeding out of your brain. Wow. We're really morbid this episode. It's kind of gross. Anyway. So, with Eric Weddle and re-signing Dante Fowler Jr., I think the Rams defense will be even better. Ugh. They might just draft Dexter Lawrence at nose tackle in the first round. They
1: still got they still have linebackers to sign.
2: Yeah, they might as well just sign Zach Brown.
1: Or that sorry ass middle linebacker from Cincinnati. Who was is also in Montez Perfect? No. Preston Smith? No, not Preston Smith. Yeah, it's not. Um is it Preston Brown?
2: Yeah, but he's an inside linebacker. Yeah,
1: he had a bad year last year. But yeah. But he
2: ran a 4-9 coming out of the combine. He really shouldn't be playing outside linebacker anywhere. If we're being honest.
1: But yeah, man, we haven't really addressed the topic, so I think we should talk about it finally. It's been building up.
2: (sighs) Consistency in finding a barber?
1: You're Oakland Raiders, man. What's up? Are you a Raiders fan or not? Cause AP's a Raider, so wow. we need to know right now. What's good.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told Shy's right off the air. Like when you're in a relationship with somebody, and they just
0: really,
3: let me finish.
2: Let me finish, sir. When you're in a relationship with somebody and they're just messing up for so long, and you finally take a break from them, and they really like you, got to show them that you don't really need them as much as they think you do and that you have options, it's only right to at least give it one more try of reconciliation. Bruh. Bruh. So oh, saying, my God. So this is a plot
1: twist. Now you're going to be a Raiders fan again.
2: I didn't say that. You're
1: a derby. I didn't
2: say I wouldn't be a Raiders You know what you man, are? But I didn't say... All I'm you saying know is, what you are
1: right now. I, let let me break it down for no, you. No, no, no.
2: Let me finish. No, let, let me finish. No, you, you're not letting me. All finish. right, go
1: ahead, scumbag.
2: Stop talking then. mute your own mic. But anyway, like I'm saying, it's like I've moved on, but I still care. It's like how will put this. You eat like half a half a thing of ice cream. You go back and finish it later. Like no, you sounds, finish it all in that first, setting. Okay, depends on if I'm. Depends on <laughs> You just depends say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You put your a, head down and <laughs> say, <shame> too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-definitive answer. All I'm saying is yes doesn't mean no. No doesn't always mean yes. Sometimes it just Wow.
1: Means, is that we'll where say, we're at in 2019? Now you're means, trying to get canceled and me, too?
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. When it comes to relationships, <laughs> yeah. that that's your hill to die on. When it comes to relationships, you know- like I said, I have options as a fan. Okay, hold on.
1: Let me tell you who you are right now.
2: And I'm, so let me tell you who I you are. I still have love in my heart for the Raiders. No, no, no,
1: no. Shut up. But let, me, let I, me tell you who I'm you are. I'm never going
2: to go back to being a full fan. Like, oh my God, it's Oakland. Like, nah, bro, you're moving to Vegas. Like, I, I still don't like that. I still don't like that Oakland's being gentrified and they're like, I don't like what you're leaving. You're just leaving the city in ruins. Okay, the stadium they got to pay for. That's it. just a dead. Hangnail That they can't get rid of I don't like that I get that But honestly no, 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 Honestly no. they could they, they could
1: the They could easily sell that For like 500 million And get out of that And you make, that make, make money so off easy, of it You made that so
2: easy if
0: Okay what are gonna put Amazon's gonna move there Yeah Actually That's be, actually a great gonna, idea, idea. Oh, shit, <laughs> great idea. That? Yeah, That's okay, actually a great idea Yeah that's actually a great
1: idea We're gonna
2: idea. cut this out The episode <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry Oakland Google I don't know There's a lot of people That could buy it There's like There's a lot that's a prime piece of real estate that and the, and the many people will, would buy. Like, you know
2: what? AAF, just build a team there. Like, can like... uh,
1: mm, well, it's probably... Just, they'll AAF probably sell it to a land developer and build a bunch of housing. Gentrify it more.
2: Oh, it'll be elite. That's disgusting. That's disgusting.
1: Yeah, that's probably what will happen.
2: Now I'm sad. Again, this is a really morbid episode. Like, I'm hurt. It's, but yeah, see? This is why, like... It's like if your partner's been cheating on you forever, and you say, "You know what? Okay. I'm gonna cheat." Can I still and explain to you who to you like, are, though? Oh, you cheated on your partner, yeah, but they cheated on me like 87 times. Can I can I explain I to can I explain to
1: can I explain to you who you are, though?
2: Who am I? I'm Kenneth Frank James Barry. No, who
1: are you? you're you're that d bag who sits across the room. I'm not a d bag. From their from their partner and mate, and is like stop projecting. And is like you know what, like. I really I really like like you a lot and you say all these good things and like blah 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 and then you're like You show and prove nothing but you know, I just kinda need to work on myself and I need like more time but no. you know we can still slide on, we the, still on talking the side. About me or we, you. we we can still splash on the side, you know, here and there when I feel like it, yeah, I'll hit you up. Like if it's a Tuesday and I wanna go to a five dollar movie I might hit you up or like whatever, if it's one AM and I just got back from you know, ladies' night, and not getting any. I might hit you up. That's who you are. You're that dirtbag who's rationalizing how great someone is, but yet yeah, you still don't love them.
2: No. And you won't let them go, and you base. won't let yourself go. You're totally off base.
1: Move on. You're totally off base. That's all I'm gonna say. If you're you're, totally you're either off with base. the nation or you're against the nation. So that's why I'm drawing the line in the sand. Okay, Mexican fair. That's relax. Why, That's why I'm drawing the line in the sand because you over here There's trying no to no line you in over, the sand. you over here trying to break up. Over like a two year period, like
2: nah, it's more like we're more than friends with benefits, but we're not in a relationship.
1: Yeah, you, you. This is why I tell you, I've been telling you, you're a fuck boy more and more as I'm the show going on. I like really like. I'm not. Like really, you literally just said that. You said we're not. We're more than friends with benefits, but we're not in a relationship. That is fuckboy lingo one oh one. There's no label. There's no, is- label.
2: There's no label stop, on this. Just
1: stop. You're going to the fuckboy glossary right now. <laughs> you just said no
2: label right now. There is no label.
1: Yeah, you are. They right.
2: never were like, nah. Nah. I don't know. Nah. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that um derogatory and quite oh, frankly, here we go. Frankly. Oh, here we misogynistic go. and problematic. Oh my god. Here we go. That was here aimed we go. at me here
0: comes with the ballot
2: Mr. Fuckboy himself. Here's the
1: cable news shit Mr. Right here. Mr. First
2: Ballot Hall of Fame fuckboy. He's he's boy, going to the cab- He's going
1: to the cable news playbook. I'm offended, sir. I'm Why would you even suggest that?
2: First off, it's just an NFL team. Everybody.
1: Oh my! You're really going to the cable news playbook right now? I'm no, really I'm upset. Not. No, yeah, I'm not. you are. No. Now I'm you're just downplaying the, the context of everything. Well, this is just a sports podcast, anyways.
2: Well, first off, no one said that. This is a, a cultural um, institution of learning and savagery. Um, but anyway,
1: all right, let's move on. That's what this
2: podcast is kind of like, if we're being honest. But no, are you still a local Raiders fan? With the grain of salt.
1: With the grain of salt. Wow. I'm highly skeptical. Can I get to my take? Can I get to
2: my take? I can't be cut off. I was cut off the entire time I was explaining myself. You just said, you just said it right there. That is the like Hall of Fame. Like, I'm stealing second on the way to third, and the winning run is coming in. Fuck boy line of all time. You literally just said. I am, but with a grain of salt. Last time I checked, if you put salt in an open wound, that shit hurts. Woo. So seeing as how okay. it's a great no, no, it's a grain of salt. Tell me <laughs> how that's healthy. One, two. Woo. Tell me how there's any forgiveness. Are we talking
1: about real life or football right now. Yeah, it's this, like what's going on right uh, now? Uh,
2: <laughs> Are you projecting? <laughs> you're clearly projecting, and then you just told on yourself with that last line. Well, and three. <laughs>
1: This is bad. This is bad. Let's change the subject.
2: No, 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 no! no. This you is really bad. You wanted to paint me in a corner. This and you realized really you wanted to paint me in a corner in a bad. dark room, and I turned the lights on, and you realized, oh, a- I'm, I'm in trouble. You could be,
1: next be next a. Next you could be a Mike next This week. is why
2: people shouldn't this get into in arguments with a- me. You find out more about yourself than you do with me. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you. Say, I put no labels on it. I said I'm still with you. I'm just not exclusively with you. You said I'm with you with limitations. I'm with you, but I'm not letting my, my hoes go. That's what you just you just said that you just said that. Hey, I
1: didn't clarify. Okay, no, you
2: did clarify. You literally just said, but with a grain of salt. My mom don't say I love you, but not really. But yeah, I guess I do, with a grain of salt.
1: Okay. Can I finish now?
2: Can 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 my biological father? Can I be get my, off fan court? My, no, can no. In my own so fan court right we're now? not at fan court. No, no, no. We're in like the probationary stages. We're in mediation right now. <laughs> this could go to fan homie court or fan court if you want to. We can take it there. I can walk away right from the table at a time. You have no leverage here, sir.
1: Okay, can I, I talk now? Away. Can I talk now?
2: I just want to know. Where's the salt? Where, where's the salt in the wound? And I'm a Raiders clean fan, it?
1: but much like you, I have a lot of. When issues. you say the word
2: "but," it negates everything that came before it. Okay, I have a, I have English. a
1: lot of I have a lot of issues with everything that's going on with the Raiders. I've Unresolved built. issues, as Resolved. you do, as you do.
2: No, no, no! Don't compare. As you do, not link our cases together. As you do, no. This is Tupac in the rape case. You can try by yourself. Dog. No, no, no! That's you can the, try by yourself.
1: That's the first part. I got of it.
2: my own attorney. Okay, now, are you done? You're on your own on this one.
1: Anyways, I'm just I'm just setting you up. That's the baseline. That's where I'm at.
2: Let the record say he said he set me up.
1: That's the baseline.
2: After that,
1: I'm highly skeptical of the Oakland Raiders because, well, so you frankly. don't trust them. They suck. Yeah, I don't trust so you them. You don't trust them, and they suck. So. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. They haven't done anything to, for me to trust them and over, what, 17 years.
2: And what have you done? Why are you bringing up old stuff? I thought you moved past that after oh, the 12-4 season. I definitely the, haven't, you haven't. have cl- I haven't moved past You nothing. had mad closure. I have not oh, moved past nothing. Oh, so you got all this hard no. up resentment that you haven't let go for 17 years, and now it's coming no. out at the kids' no. birthday party. No,
1: I've let it out plenty of times. I have vlogs. I you have stories. clearly still got stories.
2: more. I'm just okay, saying, are you done? I'm just saying, can, can I, actually I, get I thought you had closure no? after Jack Del Rio, but clearly you don't.
1: Who said I had closure after Jack Del Rio? If anything, that's when on. everything got worse. I said, no,
2: no, it got worse. That's when, literally when no, everything got, got worse. It got worse with Khalil Mack. It got worse with the K- Khalil yeah, Mack true. trade. But yeah. before that, there was a honeymoon period and you was all in. No, I wasn't. Okay. I was not. Okay. Our archives, I don't, was lie. Not. Our archives don't lie, yeah, Your I, Honor, It was not Your a Honor, this nigga lying. Your Honor, this nigga lying.
1: It's not a honeymoon, first of all. And you already said this isn't fan court, so fuck you.
2: Uh,.
1: Yeah, First we off, ain't in no court. there's a
2: court-appointed attorney in mediation. So, Your Honor, whatever this media person who there's a court-appointed there's a court-appointed person in mediation. Trust me, I know this. I've gone through it before. Okay,
1: you're in your own head too much. No, I'm not. Wherever you are, I've actually gone through mediation. We're, gone through we're literally just sitting in a, in a radio station. You good, fam? At this point, are we talking about sports? Yeah, words? exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying. I need to pull you out of the the podcast versus. You haven't right answered
2: right my question. You have all these. You're the like resentment. within seven have metaphors. Seventeen years of resentment. You're within
1: seven metaphors. You started right with now.
2: salt, and now it's just an open wound that you're just severing. Because you haven't let me fucking talk this whole time. Holy shit. Okay, cool. I'll stop talking now.
1: Anyways, the reason why I have a grain of salt is because, like I said, the Raiders suck, period. They overpaid for LaMarcus Joyner. They overpaid for Tyrell Williams, and they overpaid for Trent Brown, which, by the way, makes no sense when you literally just drafted two tackles with your top three picks. In fact, you even traded down so that you could get a tackle that you wanted at a valuable spot. And, well, guess what? It turns out he's soft. And now you're probably going to have to move one of those dudes to guard when neither of them really even have the leverage to play tackle. So how are they going to play a guard? So, yeah.
2: Any passion on Derwin James and Tremont Edmonds?
1: Ultimately, I don't see the Raiders' plan because I don't know what you're going to do with LaMarcus Joyner. You're going to put a 5'8 safety next to a 5'10 safety <laughs> in the NFL and call that a defense. On top of the fact that you got Darrell Worley, who's a corner who can't tackle,
2: Noah Jolie,
1: On Conley's tackling's questionable as well.
2: But he's their best corner.
1: So you're about to get a bunch of small dudes who can't tackle playing safety. Oh wait, well that's fine except for your linebackers suck too. So yeah, the Raiders got a lot of shit to the to the Raiders got a lot of shit to work through still. And besides all that, Keyshawn Johnson said it this morning on the radio. Pretty much, he's like, ultimately the Raiders are just kind of satisfying fans. Like, that's literally what all this is. It's just so that they can say that they're not tanking. They can say that they're trying to win. They can check off all these boxes and give off the appearance that they're trying to win when really, they're not. And moreover, what makes it even worse is that they way overpaid for all these guys that they got. And even though they're at the top of these Free agency list and look like good signings. Are they good fits in the actual scheme? I mean, I don't know. Seth Ta- Roberts is
2: still on the team. I don't know. Seth
1: Roberts is still on the team. I mean, and honestly, Antonio Brown, as much as John Gruden wants to be at the press conference and be like, oh, I don't have to change anything in my offense. John Gruden, as we know, you're a liar, period, because your offense Like Unless you're going to put Antonio Brown in the slot and have him do all the gadget dirty work, you are going to have to change your offense because you like to have big-ass receivers who you can dink and dunk to on five-yard slants and eight-yard curls. And while you can do that with Antonio Brown, the margin of error is a lot smaller, number one. And number two, he's going to have to break a lot of tackles and make a lot of people miss to turn those into the big plays, which... Puts him at risk to get hurt and worn down, which, when you're paying him twenty two million, that's a lot of liability.
2: Which was my earlier point, by the way. Ultimately,
1: no. Your ultimate point was, you just don't want to move on from being a Raiders fan because you're still tied to them. But your heart really isn't in it. That's well, what you're. I'm that's sure what my your receivers
2: getting paid and putting their lives on the line. I'm, I'm the exact
1: opposite point. of you. My heart is still in it, but my mind's not.
2: Which is worse way worse. you're enabling ultimately
1: everyone. we're still in purgatory both of us are it's really an awkward time for our football existence
2: i'm just saying i'm honest about where i'm at in the relationship you clearly you're just being emotionally disingenuous mm, and then trying to fair. intellectually justify it
1: that's fair so what you're saying is i'm really not a raider fan but i'm really just pretending to be one
2: yeah you're an abusive stepfather
1: Okay. I can rock with that. I accept that.
2: Your Honor, I rest my fucking case.
1: Well this is in fan court, so it really doesn't matter.
2: I know, it's mediation, but still. Yeah.
1: And if anything you took a settlement and can never talk about this again.
2: <laughs> no, you took
1: a settlement. No, no, you took a settlement. I took it. I was yeah. I was
2: only here for the settlement. You can never speak about it again though, or else I can sue you.
1: Whatever. It's, we're like within seven metaphors.
2: All right. Yeah, we pissed off a lot. Like people in our families are gonna hear this and know we're kinda subbing them accidentally.
1: So the last thing I want to get to before we get to your pro 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 day update and college football news and wrap up the show. So uh, it's, just when
2: we were getting started.
1: So former nose tackle of the Dallas Cowboys, you said it was David David Irving?
2: Dave David Irving.
1: Yeah. So last week he made a bunch of news in the NFL world for essentially posting a, a story on his Instagram saying that he's quitting, and he was he was quitting football because he basically got suspended again for failing another drug test. He pretty much just said it's all bullshit. He's tired of having to go through all these rules for the NFL and the NFL so old and archaic that it really doesn't make sense you don't hear about this sort of sort of thing going on in the mlb and the nba and it's really just the nfl and pretty much said he he was doing all this well essentially smoking the joint and pretty much said it was some it was pretty dope shit he's pretty much like yeah i just got other stuff i want to do outside of football and now it came out this week one of those things he wants to do is well grow weed because naturally, that's what he would do.
2: I'm just glad you didn't said that like porn. I would have laughed.
1: And he's going to create his own strand. So, let me ask you this. You got a take or a tangent on Irving's basically giving up football
2: to I mean, pursue weed. If I was playing on the Cowboys, would I rather just smoke weed and preserve my body or have to deal with ineptitude and Jerry Jones? Yeah, I'd quit and uh, smoke weed and preserve my body since I'm under the age of 30. And I've made a little bit of money. He's made a little bit of money.
1: I would go to the AAF.
2: Nah, I wouldn't even XFL. risk XFL. No, like just football on his body in general. Like, why risk it anymore? Why don't you, you know what, start a business with what you know. Okay, I'm fine with that. link with athletes. You I'm fine I would, with that. My whole thing is. Entrepreneurship. That's like, cool. Like you I'm said, cool the fe- you said it on Twitter. The future of journalism is entrepreneurship. The future of everything is entrepreneurship. So might as well start now.
1: I get it. And if you listen to the Jim Bro podcast me, by with by Ricky way. Williams, actually, you were trash. You literally just picked up like five minutes and it was literally only because you owned me in one stupid ass argument that really wasn't even an argument that you, that started, you really, you you really took out of context and made it worse. You sung
2: first and lost? Yeah, something like that. You swung first and got Kimbo sliced? Something like that. Pick your eye up. (laughs) Something like that. Don't step on it. You you can still salvage it.
1: I don't even know where I was going. What was I talking about before? You don't even remember.
2: (laughs) No, I was just looking at pro day results. Tennessee is trash.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, man, I, I just think my whole thing is, that's fine. You want to leave football and do it. Just don't try to come back in three years like, oh, I'm on my way to come back to the league. I really miss playing football. I miss my brothers. I miss the locker room. I that's, miss the that, Dallas Cowboys that, fans. But that's low-key pothead
2: shit. That's pothead logic, like, for NFL players. <laughs> like, but, it's cats who play ball, and they smoke weed, then they stop. And then three years later, after they got a kid and shit, they're like, oh, I'm going to go ball again.
1: Here's the thing, though, right? So, like, Ricky Williams, he infamously did this in 2004, I the believe. The only
2: man to ever successfully do it.
1: He did it in 2004 and was just basically much like you said, I want to preserve my body. I want to take a time off football. I've been playing this game my whole entire life. It's violent. The thing with Ricky Williams is Ricky Williams is a complex individual. And a Hall of Fame He's running running back, always, He's always been a complex individual. Even at Texas, he was very introverted, despite kind of being in an extroverted role as a running back where – you're expected to really deliver punishment and do it in a confident, masculine way.
2: And freakishly fast, and I thought...
1: That was never Ricky Williams' style, despite... He, even though he played and it looked like he was playing that way, that's just not kind of the cat that he was. So, he kind of did it, but he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to leave football to go smoke weed. Even though that's kind of what the media pushed out as his narrative... He was more of like Using I need to see the world. Clear, yeah. No. Not even not even that.
2: He was healing his body through different practices. Not not and even they, that. They not picked even. on marijuana. They picked on weed. Yes.
1: So pretty much he, he was like, I want to go out and see the world. So he traveled the world. He learned about holistic medicines, including cannabis and weed. Bingo. Which is now what he's doing now. He's actually developing like full on actual medical grade cannabis and weed. He talked about it on the Jim Rohn podcast. Again, like I said, he's like, you know, a lot of a lot of places say that they're medical. And but when you go in there and the short find, it's clearly a retail store and it's not a medical experience at all. And I just want to change that. But back to Irving, it's like. If that's really what you want to do, man, like you said, preserve your body, it's your body, it's your time, it's your money, who am I to tell you, but. Be yourself. Like, be authentic. Like, if that's what you really are, then go for it. But don't try to leave the league and then when you get bored or you start missing stuff and then all of a sudden you want to come back. Like, do this because you have a long term vision and you're really passionate about cannabis and you really see an opportunity to not just break through and make money, but to also change the culture and make it better and less taboo. Then go for it. I'm all for it. But don't just get so caught up in the short term like i'm tired of failing drug tests i'm tired of all this having to go through all these programs that are basically bs when half the league is smoking like Over it athlete. is it is what it is so if you're gonna forego it then forego it don't try to come back are you but honestly thing- everything he said in the video was right because we don't hear about this shit in the mlb or the nba if it does happen or in hl if it does happen it's a lot more low-key they don't air out Everyone, they give you treatment. Like the NFL, they don't criminalize you like the NFL does, but because the NFL is so dated and stupid. And we know how black. I mean that's across the leagues. I'm saying like we know how black people get criminalized. Even the when it NBA, comes to drugs. even the NBA is NBA is seventy five percent black. Yeah, but, but and baseball, they don't
2: do and NHL, yeah. But it's mostly and Matt Barnes talked about it. Basketball is a different. Basketball is morphing before our eyes. Basketball
1: is just a completely different sport, though, even at its core, because basketball promotes different. Basketball promotes, is
2: secondary in the NBA. Let's be honest. Like no. when you think about think about it, when you think of basketball right now, let's say the Lakers, you are not thinking of basketball. You are thinking of all the narrative, everything going around outside of basketball and what's happening in the league with free agents and how cats are linking up. I mean, you're talking about a football
1: podcast that literally talked about Colin Kaepernick every week. I think you could say the same thing about the NFL.
2: Yeah, but they're regressing. It's different. With basketball, they're pro
1: Again, back to me, what I was saying is the NBA at the root of the sport is – a game that promotes difference it promotes personality it promotes being your own person having your own game and the nfl is the complete opposite it's fall in line it's you're one of 53 it's next man up it's the exact opposite the nba promotes empowers enables their stars the nfl kills them
2: suppresses and really just creates a cannibalistic culture pardon the pun but like and the NFL and that's eats. What it. The makes, NFL eats its own children.
1: And that's what makes it both the worst game. That's why some people hate it and some people love it because it's essentially you're watching a great. It's a great reflection of what capitalism really is when you really think about it. Not only is it a game of real estate, but like you said, it's a complete culture of just it's a cannibalism ass. and masculinity and
2: okay, not masculinity, misogyny,
1: more. And, and, uh, more like and more like nepotism and hypocrisy. hypocrisy. And narcissism, all of it.
2: Because most of that masculinity and, uh, like, all that discouraging, disgusting shit, it's coming from those old white owners.
1: Yeah, really, it is. And the hypocrisy it's, it's, there's is some, there's that. Some, there's an old guard there. The and Players that are
2: old criminalized guard, for everything they do.
1: That old guard is so ingrained that. Jim Irsay should
2: be in prison right now there, I said it. The
1: old guard is so ingrained that even new guys who try to come in and try to change it. They don't want new tech money. They, they just give up. Do you because think they want a tech billionaire in the NFL, they have them. But okay. like I said, they get but silenced because I say young. The old guard is so strong.
2: Yeah, that's old money. But I'm saying you just
1: can't you you can't win. So it's like you either risk yourself being ostracized by all 31 teams by trying to be different, or you just keep to yourself and just make your money and make your team, and whatever happens happens. And that's where that's where, where most of the there is a large NFL owners that are the people we think they are, you know, the racist, white, old, white dude. But there's a good amount of people in the middle who aren't that way but that's fall into man. that way. That's, exactly. That's, that's, that's human beings. Yeah, human but nature. it's different when they're running billion-dollar organizations. So
2: I just want to ask you a question, though.
1: But, yeah, hurry up because we got to wrap up.
2: Yeah, when it comes to the NFL, do you think a guy like Mark Zuckerberg could buy an NFL team? Do you think they would let him?
1: At this moment, he's no. He's young, new money. At this money, no. At this point, no. Definitely. He owns not. Facebook and Instagram. At this point, no. You know, how much? but one day, yeah, but definitely. Th-
2: when he's like fifty and forty, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like that. though. That's what I'm saying. There's a gatekeeper status. Like young people will push the culture full- further than anybody else. Old people are the ones who actually restrict it.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. I think regardless of where the tech money would come from,
2: but a young tech guy like him, it 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 does guy who owns Snapchat. It
1: it it doesn't matter. Totally I, I think I think at the end of the day, if the money's right, the NFL would consider it. But There's either no way, even if they did come into the league, even if Mark Mark Zuckerberg could get voted in and approved, it wouldn't even matter because he would be one.
2: He'd be the silent voice. He'd be one, so it, he, it it
1: really wouldn't matter. The lobbies in the NFL are so strong and big that it it really wouldn't even matter. Let's you would say need he you the Oakland Rangers. you would need like you would need like at least eight Mark Zuckerberg's for there to be any like difference pro- progressive change in the NFL.
2: And that's what I'm saying.
1: So that's why at the same time it's like. If I am Mark Zuckerberg, by the time he gets there, he's a different person. But, but, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if I were Mark Zuckerberg, would I even want to put myself in that situation?
2: Would you rather buy an NBA team or would an I, AAF team? I mean, really, XFL.
1: The thing with those, like, those entrepreneurs are different. Yeah, like, like they're different. Like, they didn't get into their business because they were they wanted to be stupid rich. They were creators. They were creators, and they fell into it. They fell into a ton of success. Now you have the Steve Ballmers and the Mark Cubans who found those guys who were the creators and the designers, and Stock sold them, and sold them, and branched them out, and helped them scale and grow. Those are the people who buy the the, the teams because they see a chance for status, success, you know, a bunch of other shit that True. they value. But yeah, man, I mean I, I don't know. I I think the real test is Gary V, right? Because Gary V's been trying to buy a team for a really long time.
2: Dog, I'm sick of Gary
1: Vee. But Gary V has been talking about buying a team for about ten years now. So How rich is Gary V? So how much money is he, he, gonna, he
2: worth? What's his net worth? Is he an industry blant? Nah, he's he's worth money. No, I know he he's loaded. But he's I'm saying loaded. like other than being like a a, a um uh what kind of inspirational speaker who just says shit that's really normal and like obvious
1: he owns a media con- a media conglomerate i think they own like six different agencies that and he owns too. a bunch of real estate that helps before too. that
2: yeah but i'm saying you only and know he's him. in
1: the first name club
2: and you know him as the inspirational guy that everyone like a lot of but people but he's get pumped up with. but
1: he's like the first inspirational guy He he was Like, purely from the internet, he's, like, one of the... That's why he's in the first name club.
2: Oh, well, yeah, if you're going based off that. I'm talking about, like, I was thinking 20 years back, like, it's Tony Robbins and shit like this. But But I'm talking about from the internet? Yeah, he's the the guy.
1: Yeah, he's the guy. At least on the East Coast, for sure.
2: Yeah, but I'm... But that's just my thing, like... He would be a part of a group that bought an NFL team. He's not going to be the first. I mean, they're all
1: part of a group, right? Yeah. They're all part of a group. Everyone has minority owners... Everybody has people who have a little piece. I mean, nobody's really. Yeah, I think owned Serena Williams
2: owned a piece of the Dolphins and Venus.
1: I think J-Lo did too.
2: Usher owned a piece of the Cleveland Browns, if I'm not mistaken. I know he owned a piece of the Cavaliers. But, yeah, you want to get to this Pro Day stuff?
1: Yeah, make it quick.
2: Okay, Oklahoma's Pro Day came up. Um, I'll just give you some athletic standouts. Kyler
1: Murray's not 5'9". Five, five
2: He's five ten and an eighth. I took your take on that one. He's five ten and an eighth, and I and he didn't run the forty because a) you already know he's fast and athletic, and b) he knows he's five ten because he measured it at the combine, and he threw great. He has a great arm talent, and he he has the arms of a dude who is like a short guy. A. Not, he doesn't. He's not a long armed short dude, and that's what these NFL teams want because you short. Sure Can I ask it? you a
1: serious question? Off-topic question. Go for Sorry. it. Go for Do it. Do people actually like barbecue chips? Or is it just tolerated by the lowest common denominator?
2: Do you like Fritos better than Curly barbecue? Fritos? Can you ever just answer a question? I'm answering your question with a better question. No, you're
1: not. Because you take you're d you're deflecting from the original question. I think question.
2: barbecue works in certain like certain barbecue chips So what trash. you're saying is no. I'm saying what you're
1: saying is everyone just kind of tolerates them.
2: Is this like the Mr. Goodbar debate? Yeah, like Mr. Goodbar.
1: Yeah, like who made Lay's the official chip of just mediocre cookouts and barbecues?
2: Like who said salt vinegar could be a flavor again? The same people again with a totally allergies? different question. A totally
1: different. No, question. it's a, it's a, it's no, it's, it's not. Same no, that's a totally different question.
2: It's like. Again,
1: who, you're ducking the question. Who
2: grandfathered in barbecue I, as a I think flavor. you don't want to admit asking?
1: that you don't really like barbecue chips. I think you're just coming to the realization and you're they're not, not re- happy about it's it because like, of the amount of barbecue chips you've consumed second, in your life.
2: No, they're a secondary. I look at them like I look at secondary colors, except orange. Orange is my favorite color and it's very unique because there's nothing that rhymes with orange. But anyway, yeah. bottom line is with barbecue flavoring, it's not like, oh, that's a natural chip. It's not a natural chip. It's just like it's a secondary or third option. I don't pretend it to be anything more than it is. But I will say in the right circumstances, barbecue flavored chips hit like barbecue Fritos, the twisted Fritos. Those are the
1: best barbecue chips.
2: Thank you. That's the standard. It's like a remix, but like no one not everybody wants to hear the one blood remix. I like all those Lil Wayne remixes from back in the day. All right, a get back to your cool. podcast though.
1: Yeah, you just I answered your question directly. Yeah, you're losing steam, but you're good. You you should have just stopped answering the question. I answered your question. All right, go back to the pro day stuff.
2: So, yeah, Uh, when it comes down to Oklahoma, dog, what are you doing? You fucking This podcast is sponsored
1: by Lay's.
2: No, they're not. Lay's barbecue chips are try, and it's honey barbecue. Stop! You're really <laughs> pissing me off. I'm gonna fucking stab you in the neck and watch you bleed out.
1: Oh, but you can eat hood Chinese and ice cream every week. I don't. All right, that. my bad. Go ahead. I eat hood, hood Chinese. My bad. We're over you. time. I'm over here bushing. My bad.
2: I'm only eating hood Chinese. My bad. Go ahead. You're bad. Influence. We're
1: bushing. We're over time. Here you.
2: But anyway, so yeah, Oklahoma at the pro day. Commenter looked good. One dude who stood out at the pro day: Curtis Bolton, linebacker, ran a four-five-three, thirty-eight inch vert. He might get a look. Oklahoma linebackers, for whatever reason, just find ways to get in the NFL, even though their defense is putrid every year. Um, You also have Cody Ford, who is considered a first-round draft pick. He had 20 bench press reps. Uh, Let's see. Wisconsin's pro day. Ben Browson, I can't even say his last name. Uh, He had a 26-and-a-half-inch vert. It doesn't really matter because he's 6'6", 3'15", and he's probably going to go No lower than like the third round. You also have T.J. Edwards, who is considered a viable prospect. He ran a 4.77, typical of Wisconsin linebackers. Dakota Dixon, who ran a 4.8 safety for Wisconsin, ran a 4.62 at his pro day, which is honestly more believable. Andrew Van Grinkle, 6'4", 236, surprisingly ran a 4.56 at Wisconsin's pro day. Actually, shocking for a Wisconsin linebacker, Marshall's pro day. Uh, Kyrie Brady, are you ready for this? You're gonna throw up when you hear it. Or Tyree Brady. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, Tyree Brady could be really good." Six three two zero six. You want to guess what his forty time was?
1: Four
2: five nine. Four seven four. And he had a twenty nine and a half inch vertical. <laughs> Yikes! You're not getting drafted, dog. Sorry. Uh, I could name a bunch of other cats on their team who ran, but I'm not because they're just not impressive. They had a receiver. Yeah, you
1: can really skip all these other trash-ass pro yeah. days.
2: No, because I'm only like naming the best players from the said pro days. There's also Oklahoma What States. about the dude from
1: New Mexico who ran a 4 4-3? 3
2: By the way, Oklahoma State's pro day. Uh they had a guy, wide receiver, I think it's Tyree Johnson. Let me get it. Make sure I get his name right. D'Angelo Ross Tyrone. shout out to New
1: Mexico running a four three two.
2: Yeah, shout out to New Mexico. Uh Taylor Cornelius, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, six six, two twenty five, running four seven, thirty eight inch vert. Uh, he might get a look. He might get a training camp look. But Tyrone Johnson, receiver for Oklahoma State. Now you might wanna be write his name down. He actually did some things at like Oklahoma State. 6'1, 193, ran a 4'3-440. 16 bench press reps, but he had a 30-inch vert. Now here's a big one. Vanderbilt's Pro Day. Jojon Williams. Cornerback 6'3, 211. Ran like a 4'6 or whatever at the Combine. Ran a 455 at his pro day. Had a 6'84 cone drill and a 36-inch vert. Um Troy. Troy had a receiver, Blaze Brown, who ran a terrible forty time. I think he ran like a four eight nine or some crazy shit, but he ran a four six five at choice pro day. He'll probably end up being a safety if he converts. And yeah, New Mexico D'Angelo Ross, four three two forty thirty nine inch vertical. What
1: did my boy Ubosi from U UAB run?
2: He ran a four five two.
1: Oof. It's not good you for you. You
2: want me to keep breaking your heart? Cause Go for it. There's a couple more. I hate these stupid-ass pop-ups, bro. Like, they're annoying. I don't even want the pop-ups. Fucking WalterFootball.com. Like, get your shit straight. Anyway, there's more pro days to come. But pretty much, a lot of the cats... Who I think really that's need, good right now. A lot of the cats who needed to run faster... They did, did. <laughs> except for the ones who didn't they slow,
1: but yeah, man, so pretty much a pro day is just your chance it's it's your school's version of a mini n f l combine where they pretty much put you through workouts and drills and and speed assessments, but on your home field with your teammates and people from the area at other different Everyone's lower level schools. You on. Everyone cheering you on, trying to see you succeed. So it's definitely a different atmosphere than the combine, where you're. Kind oh my of bad, he ran a four-five flat.
2: Your boy, your bossy. Ran a Shout out to Reseda
1: and Pierce.
2: Fourteen bench press reps, thirty-three and a half inch vert, ten.
1: Yeah, that's not foot that good for him. He, he needed bad. He needed better numbers than that. Six-two, two-fifteen. For being a,
2: a speed receiver, he's not a speed receiver.
1: But that's what, he's that's, what his, that's what his game is. His acceleration, but, yeah. Yeah, that's what his game is, but. All right, man. So let's get to the rants real quick.
2: I think you should want. I think you want to go first. You got. All I really
1: time. don't. I really don't have a lot of shit. I I I got everything off my chest last week.
2: Really? All right. Well, guess I'll go. All right. So this was a very emotional week for me. Aside from the fact that I'm dead ass tired. I work technically three because touchdowns and tangents is a job I treat it as such. Um even though yeah, we don't get paid for this. So if you're listening and you do taxes, uh hit me up and know but definitely there's some stuff that I can You can pay
1: PayPal to touchdowns and tangents at gmail dot com if you like this podcast.
2: Yes. And if you want to support it. But uh yeah, mostly for tax purposes, no we are or not. Or buy a, us food. Yeah. And also, you know, our website. Give us some funding for what? No, I'm just kidding. But anyway. <laughs> really. You're like, no. It's
0: <laughs> not
2: really. <laughs> <laughs> give, us, give us money to help us finish our website. But no, in all seriousness, um, grad fest at CSUN was this week. Uh, It's been a long time coming for me because I took, like, almost three years off of school for a lot of reasons. um, Reasons I will get into once I actually graduate. And get my diploma. And then I'll tell everybody the whole horrible story. Um, The horribly beautiful story of how it took me forever to graduate from CSUN. And as Pete said, it ruined all our lives. But it also, like, it also was, like, a really good experience. Like, I would suggest everyone do it at least once. Just go to CSUN, have your life ruined, and then come back. You'll find out who you really are. But, um, yeah, I took my mom with me to grad fest. And it meant a because, like my mom was a promising all American track star coming out of high school, and she gave up her dream to work three jobs and help her parents save their house and she and because a lot of people don't know as athletes, once you start your clock your at your academic clock, that's how much time you have to you know for your college eligibility. And she kind of got robbed of a track career. And when she could have gone back, she had her first kid. um, And then she had me when she got an offer to run at the Olympic trials. So she gave that up, sacrificed everything, uh, all her dreams for her children. And it was honestly, I kind of smiled and I almost, I kind of fight back tears a little bit. When I put on the whole cap and gown and everything and the sash. Which, by the way, my mom keeps calling it a fucking satchel. Mom, it's a sash. It's not a satchel. It's not a satchel. That's so
0: funny, bro.
2: And, like, That's fucking hilarious. And like <laughs> she, she won't stop calling it a satchel. Mom, I love you, but it's not a satchel. Like, it's a sash. The same way, like, Pete is not my industry plug. He's broke too. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, man. Like to all the shit I've been through, everything I've gone through. To like honestly, this whole graduation shit, like it means a lot to me. And I actually got a bunch of photography work done this week, so I'm happy with that. And I'm actually getting better at shooting. Uh, I was always scared to pick up a camera for a while. And, Now that I'm actually doing it and taking pictures, A, I kind of have a natural eye for it, and I'm pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I still got, like, work to do, so don't try to, like, book me to shoot your event and expect five-star shit. I'm gonna get you good shots, though. But, like, just work on me, because, you know, I'm still... still expanding my, my abilities. But, uh, to see, like, my mom there, she broke down crying as soon as she saw me, like, put everything on. And, like, she knows what I've been through because she was there, like when I was at rock bottom. My little sister too. Shout out to Chelsea, it's your big head ass. Um, but anyway, yeah, man. I'm just I've had a lot of time to process a lot, and when you have a chance to actually look back at your life, the things you've done, the things you've gone through, like, and you can have like a healthy perspective on it, good and bad. I think that's uh, really beneficial. And shout out to everybody who's been showing me love on social media, Instagram, and all that. I appreciate y'all. Uh, fuck with y'all heavy. Uh, some of y'all I don't fuck with. I don't know why you even like my post, because you're one of the reasons I fucking left Sun and kind of ruined my life. But it's all good. Um, but other than that, uh, oh yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. Um, I just want to say two more things. Uh, Everybody acting like they broke that Le'Veon Bell story. Technically, Le'Veon Bell broke that story when he put out his trash ass mixtape and said he's a Jet, not a Raven. Like athletes are the ones who break the news. Can we be honest? Like athletes are the one who are they they are the news, and if they wanted to break the news, they could. Kind of like you know how the whole Players Tribune did the my decision shit with Kevin Durant. But whatever. That's we'll get to athletes and media control. And their power in the media later But I just wanted to say man I'm really happy and excited Because now I'm on spring break But I got a lot of work to do And to know that I'm like Six weeks from graduation May 19th 6pm I only got six tickets So sorry don't try to hit me up But the tickets are kind of Decided Pete gets a ticket If his bitch ass actually uh, Doesn't flake on me that day If He doesn't get drunk On mimosas And says I can't make it Because if you don't show up If you don't show up to graduation My mom's gonna kill you if you don't show up at graduation, hold on. I'm trying to up.
1: think of a scheduling conflict off the top of my head. A conflict, of interest?
2: a conflict of scheduling. What day is it? Sunday, May nineteenth, six p.m. Over y'all lawn. Hmm. So even if you don't get a ticket, I'll find
0: something to do. Pull
2: up, pull up anyway. Show up drunk. I don't care. <laughs> I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna cry that day. Like you're gonna see a grown man cry, And me, and I, I haven't cried in like five years. So, yeah. And if anyone you said if you take pictures of me crying, I will fucking murder you. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, I just want to say, um, yeah, man. No matter what your dream is, let me finish. Pete, be quiet. No matter what your dream is, if you got a goal that when you go to sleep at night, it's all you can think about, and when you wake up, and when you're at your fucking job that you hate, nine to five, whatever, whatever bullshit it is, whatever you got to do to get through the day, those neat, those late shifts. And those days where you don't get any sleep, if that's really what your passion is, you need to pursue it because it's better to die knowing that you tried your best, gave it your all, and when you had your best shot, when you had your shot, you took it, whether it worked out all the way or it didn't, than to live your whole life and just never actually take any chances. That shit's
1: gross. Hurry your cornball ass up.
2: See, Pete, this is why we can't have nice things. I <laughs> can't have a, can't have a nice outro. Nah, but it's corny. true. Of like, Try ready? your artist.
1: <laughs> you know how I feel about that. All right, man. Can I Carry go your now? your ass, Pete. Carry can your I go ass. now? Carry your hair All right, man. So, as much as Kenny, you know, talks, mocks me for, for being his industry tie, he knows I'm really his industry tie. <laughs> <laughs> you are? But not like I'm for real. A Got no front. Like, honestly, you move out here me. like, honestly, though, like, for me today, I did a career fair at Sun. Also, my album mater, shouldn't it be Kenny's album order. Hopefully, if he gets those summer school classes. But, you know, let's knock on wood. wood <laughs> the point is, man, so I, I did resume review today and, and I hate resume review because I'm still trying to figure out my own resume. But the feedback I like to give people especially younger cats is like just be just own yourself like your resume is a story it should reflect who you are it should give off the vibe and the tone and the persona that you are and like just because you're a sophomore doesn't mean you don't have things to add to the table like just because you're young or you don't have an internship or you don't have experience like don't downplay yourself like that that is something that's ingrained in us that we need to have a sort of status to bring something to the table. And like, it's really not the case, especially when you're talking about media and journalism and creating, because really anybody can do it. It's just a matter of who can do it better. But honestly, I mean, everyone has something to add to the table. It's just finding what that is and being able to market it. That's the hard part, which brings me full circle back to the industry tie, because it it really is humbling. Like, when I go to these networking events, and I have, you know, reporters or you know, VPs of communications at certain sports organizations, and and people are like walking up to me who know me, who who know about me, who've heard about me, who know my name, who like are excited to meet me or talk to me or or step aside and want to talk to me, and it's like, even though like I don't know precisely what I want to do or how I'm going to use these industry connects just the fact that i'm starting to get some respect finally and like you know i'm starting to get retweets back from certain industry ties people who weren't even answering my tweets before but yeah we're not going to talk about last week's whole twitter fiasco i had you can check it out but yeah the point is man i want to i want to be the 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 gateway and the bridge to to the industry and i'm gonna i don't want it to be an industry you know because it's not it should be an open source it should be an open platform it should be something that everyone can bring to the table and that's kind of what this podcast is like and moreover man last thing i want to talk about is 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 just because i have been doing these networking events for a season and been a part of the alumni association and now i'm going on my my second or third event It's like I'm seeing some of the same kids, some of these kids who are coming up to me and who are, like, really excited to see me. And it's, like, really humbling because they're, like, you know, you gave me this advice at the last event last semester. And, like, it really helped me out. Like, I started my own blog. I'm writing for this website. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, it's just humbling because it brings me full circle. It's, like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to build up the next generation. Like, I want journalists to own their own stuff. I want them to own their own content. I want them to to feel like they can deserve more than ramen noodles or whatever salary they can get out of a newspaper. Like to me that that makes me excited and and, and even when I'm sitting across from someone who's only been in school a year or two and they're like downplaying themselves and they don't really know what they want to do and just when I someone who's not that much older than them actually gives them some positive reinforcement and talks about what they can do instead of what they're not. Just seeing their kind of attitude and persona and confidence really change. Like, I really just appreciate that. So, that's all I wanted to say. So yeah, I am the industry tie, and Kenny is the street tie because he tells me what streets not to go go down on the South Bay. So yeah, that's it, man. Touchdowns and tangents, you know what it is. Thursday nights, Good News Radio Station, Squad Affiliates, FPC Radio, every major podcast distributor, network, app, etc. We're there. And if you can do one thing to support this podcast, if you like this podcast, if you hate this podcast, if you can do one thing, please go and rate it. Give it four stars, five stars, three stars, whatever app you're listening to. Just rate it because it really does help us get discovered by other podcasters. And it also gives us feedback on how we can either improve or double down on what we're already doing. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be doing a lot of great stuff. So before I close it out, anything else you want to say, KV?
2: Nah, man, uh, just stay safe on spring break and don't get black syphilis as you're going overseas. That shit's uncurable. Wow. And your genitalia will fall off and you'll die a painful death. So don't get black syphilis because they don't let you back in America if you have that. Wow. They don't. I'm dead ass serious.
1: Why does black syphilis got to be worse than regular syphilis? You're
2: stupid.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm not even going to answer that with the response.